to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello again, welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I'm Roma Press editor John Solano, and I apologize that this episode is is uh, getting out so late. Um, Andy and I discuss the um, the victory against Sampdoria. Um, I've been under the weather the past few days, as you can tell by my voice, so I, I apologize if I if I sound horrific, which I'm assuming I do. So, um, sorry for getting this out so late, but um, before I bring Andy on, wanted to quickly thank all of our patrons at Patreon. If you would like to become a patron and support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash romapress or go to the support page on uh, romapress.us. Before I bring Andy on, though, to, to discuss Roma's victory over Santoria, just wanted to quickly touch upon some of the transfer market talk that we've been hearing over the last few days. It's been very, very crazy that a lot of the players who have only just arrived within six months, some um, last summer, so 18 months, are, are rumored to be on the way out. Most notably, uh, Karsdorp is one who I think will undoubtedly leave the club. Another uh, name is uh, Ivan Marcano. For those of you who have been following the website over the last few days, you'll you'll I'm sure you saw that I interviewed his agent Inaki Ibanez, and he stated that it is not their intention to have Marcano depart the club in January. Now, when I was talking to him, when he gave me this response, it was one of the typical diplomatic responses that you would expect from from an agent to a journalist. So it didn't surprise me. But I have been told that Marcano has asked to leave the club and that the the club will try to um, adhere to this. And I think I, I think the writing is on the wall, frankly, for Marcano. I think he's going to leave. He's played four or five matches for Roma, and I don't know if you can recall, but every time he's been on the pitch for the club, he has been horrible. He's been absolutely terrible. I'm sure you'll recall the match against Bologna. He was the worst on the pitch. Uh, the match against Milan, he didn't do terrible, but he he did not shine at all. So... I think it's a no-brainer for Roma to sell him because clearly he doesn't have much of a role. He arrived on a free transfer, and the uh, the club will be able to make a plus valenza on him. So I think he's going to leave. I've been told he's going to leave. Um, I've been told those within his entourage have already tried to um, find an agreement as early as October with clubs in Spain because I... I I do think he's going to leave for Spain. He's been rumored, or not rumored, but he's been linked to Villarreal, uh, Valencia. So I, I think those are two clubs to keep an eye on in relation to Marcano. So we can get into the, the transfer market a little more. Um, obviously, we're on the international break, so I'll have to kill time somehow. So the transfer market is probably a good way to fill a lot of the time that we will have until until the next match. So uh, let's bring Andy on now as he and I discuss um, Roma for Sampdoria 1. 
All right, Andy, it was Roma for Samp 1. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I thought it was, a, it was a surprisingly good game against against the side that gives us a lot of trouble every time we meet them and especially it felt good to get uh, get a win at home and a major fuck you uh to you and I from <laughs> yeah. from Stefan yeah. why yeah. um let's just get right into it why not even why did that happen but listen i i was glad he had two goals um but let's be clear um one was <laughs> him making up for an incredibly stupid play and then the other was the goalkeeper just I, I i don't even know what you would call that that was terrible the way he parried it away oh, yeah. right into his feet but was, nonetheless um there are no asterisks when you score a goal thankfully so that that won't matter ultimately when he sees his his goal total in the end um so i'm happy he scored the goals um surely that'll boost his confidence so I very happy for him in that regard. Let's does that take clear. away yeah, does that take away that first half from yeah. him? He had called it off. Oh my god. Absolute shit. <laughs> yeah. Both of them. It was um it for the, in the first if, if somebody just saw the, the score line or you know the statistics, it, it doesn't tell the whole story because in the first opening, say 20, 25 minutes. We were slow and we just relied on that left flank. And I don't know for what reason, but we kept give, giving the ball to Kolarov and Al Sharawi. And the two of them kept giving it away or sending it, sending it to um, for an away corner for the Samp. Uh, it was just uh, the, the two of them were like two just awful, awful versions of themselves. And they really put us in some tough spots. I mean, they Kolarov kept passing the ball backwards to Olsen. Um, El Shirawi kept passing the ball backwards to Kolarov. It was not a good display. And a lot of those times, the true, true lifesaver was Pellegrini, who tracked back and helped them out. Yeah, and let's talk about him. He was sensational again, and... It, we're recording this um, a couple of days after the match and the news came down that Pastore is going to Spain. He's going to seek further evaluations on his foot. So Pellegrini for the time being is going to continue to be a huge, huge, huge um, piece for this Roma side. Um, I, I have to say though, and you touched upon it obviously, but how much longer can they go on with Kolarov playing like this? Cause it, it's crazy to say, but Juan Jesus was the one bailing him out. Yeah. Usually it's the other way around. It, well, usually it is supposed to work that way, but um, Kolarov, I think he, uh, the second half, he was much better. In fact, he, he was the one to um, get that through ball to El Sharawi for his, uh, for that wonder goal that he scored. Right. But, but, yeah, it, you, just, you don't have that sense of security uh, that you so badly need if you're Roma, and Roma suffer at all times. So it's it, it's pretty scary to think, because I don't think left-back would be a priority uh, for the January market. So it is pretty scary to think that we have to carry on like this for the remainder of the season. Now, 
things could get better. Um, maybe, you know, maybe Luca Pellegrini could come back. I doubt that he could, you know, give us some much needed support on the left flank. But right now it is turning to be a problem. What last season used to be our strongest point. I mean, Collar of last season did everything, you know, defend. Uh, he 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 was the one who was getting the most touches. He was crossing it perfectly to Jeko. He was d- doing some brilliant set pieces. Now it's it's Pellegrini who's doing the brilliant set pieces. So it's um yeah it's it's sad to see uh, Kolarov go down like this. Yeah, he was really really poor. Uh, Robin Olsen was great. Uh, Juan Jacko. Jesus, come on, Juan Jesus. Yeah, Juan Jesus was. Let's talk about him. Let's talk yeah. about him. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I've always thought that in January they needed a midfielder. I, I thought they would maybe need a central defender. Um, I mean, if, if he plays like this, he, he can certainly make the case that, you know, they should spend more on midfield. Um, but he did this last season, though. And then we remember what happened, how he performed against Liverpool. He was embarrassed off the pitch. That's true, but I think it's just, well, who didn't get embarrassed off that's the true. pitch? That's true. That, that's that, the question, yeah, you know. Strootman, Nangolan, uh, exactly. Juan Jesus, they all uh, they all were, and um, so the the question is, you know, I think Juan Jesus. Um, I don't think very highly of him. I think you know his career speaks for itself. He he's not he's not a great player. Um, he is a a, a a player that can perform if the team performs. Meaning he's not the the player that will perform no matter what, no matter if we get. Uh, completely uh, destroyed by, say, Real Madrid. He's not going to stand out. Then um, I think he's he, he's the he's the kind of guy that can come in and fill in for the time being. Uh, I liked him much better than Fazio, uh, the, the Fazio version. Sure, that, sure. So, so you know, it's it's just he's a he's a decent player who I, I think, if utilized properly, can give you a boost when you need it. Yeah, I agree. He he was good, though, so we can't take that away from him. Uh, Cristante, I was happy. I thought that goal should have been his. Um, although, upon further review, I don't know if it was for sure going in. But he did well. Uh, and Zonzi, again, quietly sensational. Um and who was on the right? Why am I going blank here? It wasn't Under. Well, no, it was. Um, oh, Cliver. Cliver. Yeah. Yeah. So he was the most dynamic on the pitch and the best attacker on the day. And <laughs> I, I tweeted it out before the, the the match, and I ultimately ended up looking like an absolute imbecile. But um, every time I watch Cliver, I just the the need or, or the 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 sight of El Shadawi on the pitch just pains me. It's astonishing what Cliver brings to the pitch that everybody else in the attack doesn't. It's right. astonishing. Yeah, right now he's very and he's very confident in himself. He's not afraid of doing his little tricks. Um, right, 
I mean, so far they've paid off. He's never put us in a situation where he lost the ball and uh, we almost went down or something like that. He's been he's been consistent um, against Samp. He he did great on defense. If yes. if you watch the game, he was really him and El Sharawi did a great job defensively, um, helping out Florenzi and Kolarov, who I thought both struggled equally. Um, if he can learn those basic things, if he can keep, keep, keep being so confident and not, you know, let himself be contaminated by by what we call the Roma virus, then he really can be a game changer for us. I mean, those runs that he made on that right flank. Where oh he, my! God. Where, that where one he where dribbled, he almost scored yeah. on the near side. Is that that was, yeah, and that was not oh. by accident. That no. was. He just caressed that ball beautifully. The goalkeeper had no idea that it was going uh, the way it was going. And it was just pure bad luck. But that would have put us uh, ahead. He would have scored that goal any other day of the week. Um, It was a brilliant move because really it came from nothing. It was all him and his creative and um, his tactical and technical acumen. It's really, um, I mean, El Shadawi had the two goals, so obviously he's going to steal the headlines, but uh, Cliver was just the best player on the day, in my opinion. Same, Uh, I think, yeah. He was so good. Yeah. And... Schick. Schick. So let's, yes, let's talk about Schick. Um, I, first off, I know he was, it was an injury. Um, He sustained a very minor muscle strain. It's nothing. He'll be back. I was so angry to watch him come off because I thought he had a hat trick in him, at least a brace. Um, but I was very, very, very happy to see but, him score. Well, he was happy. He was. He smiled. Yeah. He was yeah. And Di Francesco even mentioned that uh, yesterday in an interview. Um, but I have to say, um, you mentioned this in the past with uh, with Under, and you have to wonder if maybe just this one goal can unlock him and make him into something now. The, well, the important question is whether Di Francesco will field him the next game. That because if you if you put him as a starter this game and then the next one you bench him, then I don't know. I I I I, um, I understand Di Francesco's problem with you know benching El Jeco uh, for the long run, considering his experience and you know the name and then blah blah blah, but. If somehow, somehow you can squeeze in Schick or at least say, you know what, you're going to play the, the next Serie A games, Dzeko will take care of the Champions League games. That would be, that would make the the, 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 the two of them coexisting on this team so much easier. Um, because really, I agree with you. Uh, Schick looked like after that one goal, he could he could have gone on and, and scored one more at least. Um, he's that sort of player, and he's he just needs to believe in himself. Maybe he's not as confident as, say, Clivert, who will utilize any sort of uh, little time that you give him, but Schick needs that extra boost. I, I really hope somehow he finds the way into the starting lineup in the next uh, incoming games. Yeah, so do I, and I think maybe this is just stylistically how they play. Um I really think when you're playing these sides who are difficult to unlock at the back, that Schick should be the one who's given a bulk of the playing time as the number nine because it's just so mo- it, it, it's so clear 
how much more fluid the attack is and how much more space there is. I mean, did you see the difference when Jekyll came on? Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Yeah. Oh my God, it was like. Sure, we we scored two goals, but and he assisted on one. But although I don't think that was a, a good, was... accurate pass, it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it got very. Yeah, very, just very stagnant. Uh, Schick is not, you know, whenever you, uh, Jekko is on and you know, and you know he's on, you also have this sense that if you don't see him getting the ball too much, you know, it's, it's, it's not going well. And with Schick, Schick, I mean, uh, yes, against Sam, probably touched like three, four, four balls. That's it. He, he doesn't need much. And, um, I think he's one of those players that is just happy to be on the pitch and um, to help the team push forward. And by with his movements, I mean, if you watch his goal... I was uh, just going to bring that up. Yeah. That's he, something Dzeko doesn't do. It's no, not. It, it's not. He just went for that ball. He he waited patiently. And then when Kolarov crossed it in, it was one touch and it was just as fluid just as accurate as anything you'll ever see it was it was great goal somebody might say it was a tap in but it was not it was very very well done but but his being on the pitch allows for a goal like that to happen because you don't have Jekko clogging up the middle you have Schick making those runs through the inside of the making through those making those runs through the inside of the area that Jekko just doesn't do and when he's doing that, it opens up space for everybody. Um, I mean, even even El Shadawi had plenty of space on his flank. And it's because they have to account for Schick through through the middle. And to me, it just makes so much more sense to see him um, against the likes of those smaller sides. I mean, when Roma come back from their break, they have Udinese. Um, they play away from home. And then they host uh, Madrid at home. And then they host uh, Inter. Um and then they face uh, Cagliari. Yeah, I mean, to me, against Udinese and Cagliari, I mean, it's a no-brainer. I mean, that's he should a no-brainer. Play, he yes. should play in those matches. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and he should play in those matches. Jacob should be on the bench. If you watch, if you watch the the action that we spoke of with Clivert dribbling past the, um, Schick is is already there waiting. I mean, if that ball had you know had gone somewhere else, Schick would have been on that ball. It's like. Schick allows the team to to get into that box, makes the team much more da- dangerous. I think when Jeko is on, Jeko is the one who's supposed to take care of the six-yard area. And a lot of the times, Jeko is the only one be in there. So it makes the team much less threatening. And against the smaller sides, as you said, where all the defense just clogs up um you need more bodies in the six yard area now if Schick allows that then you let him play in against those smaller sides yeah yeah and again uh Udinese they'll be facing them at the perfect time they just sack their manager um I mean I couldn't think of a better moment to give Schick another opportunity on the pitch allow him to continue this confidence boost that he clearly is getting and um, you know, let's see what we have in him because I, I hate this. You have to play Jekyll. You have to play Jekyll. He's your, one of your highest earners on the team. He's one of the senatori. Um, I mean, for me, they made a huge investment in Schick. He clearly has ability. He, he, he clearly shows what he can do when given consistent playing time. I don't know about you. 
I'm tired of seeing him in these 15 to 20, 15 to 20 minute cameos. I'm tired of it. Yeah, I want to see him start. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts him. It, it, you could just see how, how much happier he was to finally get a start. It's for a young player like that, those small minutes, it's not going to, you know, help especially considering he knows he's been paid a lot of money so uh, to come here and um so it, it's it's a no brainer to me de francesco must you know he must he must risk something he must make a call just risk it you know go for it yeah i agree so uh we'll keep this one brief but it seems like you were happy i was happy with it um El Shadawi giving you and I the middle finger. That that's great, good for him. Um, but I still think, and you mentioned this on the last one, but it, it if if the problems of Roma weren't clear before, El Shadawi being the 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 top goal scorer by yeah. by a good margin now is pretty 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 damn alarming. Yeah, just just a quick, one more quick thought. It was that again, again, exactly as you said, El Shirai being the top goal scorer, and you know having thirteen different goal scorers, which I think is the second most in Europe according to Opta. It is um, yes. It is. It, it's again a, a sign of a team. Okay, that you know everyone is contributing, but it again it's so, it shows a symptom that Roma don't have that one reliable presence. They are missing it this season, and that is also one of those problems that has been uh, lingering there and has been going on and will probably go on for this season, I guess. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully that's something that stops. So uh, let's let's leave it there. Uh, again, it's the international break, so you and I will have to... Um, we'll, we'll do another episode to to try and fill this gap that is the international break because it always seems like it drags on forever and ever and uh, again everyone I, I apologize for my voice it's uh, yeah I've been under the weather and it's the goddamn airports I, I swear there is no dirtier place on earth than than an airplane and geez thanks to the thanks to the guy in um, Veneto who was sitting two rows behind me that was hacking up a storm that I'm convinced passed this on to me. So um, let's leave it there. Uh, thank you so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. I appreciate the support. And until the next episode, everybody, ciao. Today's edition of the Roma Press Podcast was brought to you by Euro Fantasy League. For the very best in online fantasy football, make sure you visit Euro Fantasy League. Whether it's Serie A, the Premier League, La Liga, Ligon, they have all the games that you want and all the games that you need, including their new Champions League game. Get started today by visiting Euro Fantasy League or go directly to their new Serie A game at FantasyCerieA.com.